Welcome, everyone, to the sixth episode of The Outrage V2, because as Al and I are going to quickly mention to start off, we, he and I, myself and Big Al, Alak Kevion, yeah, my co-host, welcome uh, in, Alak. I'm Spencer Byers, if you didn't know. <laughs> we recorded for two hours, it's, almost two hours it's at 525 least. right now as yeah. we record this on January 9th. Okay, we've been here for two hours already. Because we already recorded this freaking thing. Yeah, we already recorded episode six. <laughs> it was recorded. And we were ready to go. And turns out something malfunctioned while we were recording. Yeah, so basically what ha- seems to have happened is Burley on the one... Because we have two monitors and two computers on both sides of our... our um, Burley is the software, the editing software we use to record... And it's uh, for and it's a radio software. It's yeah. a radio editing software. Yeah. Or as, as the great Ray Williams would say, our, our radio professor, Al's favorite teacher. My favorite teacher especially. It is a Windows uh, Windows power power based software, something like that. I don't from the give first a f- but but anyway. So basically, we recorded it on the one side, on the right side, and now apparently the disc is full. So now it's deleted all the audio that was on it, including our our podcast. So now and also didn't record it in the first place. So yeah, it you is guys- now very much gone. So now you get to hear us regurgitate what we just had a two hour conversation about. At least now, yeah, we'll keep it like. It'll be a lot shorter than two hours at least this time because, like, let's be honest, like, we, we talked a lot the first time yes, around. Yes, we but, did. So it's, yes, it sucks, too, because, like, you guys missed uh, the, a initi- lot. Missed a lot. the initial reaction. So, for okay, we all had, we had a good Christmas break. Mine was a little more eventful than Spencer's, to summarize. Uh, I consumed a lot of beer. As always. Played in a high school alumni tournament. He also tournament. turned 23. Turned 23, yep. Yeah. Uh, Played in a high school alumni tournament, which was really fun. Got to see a lot of buddies. It's basically like, who needs a high school reunion at this point uh, <laughs> when it comes to that tournament? Because people from all over the province and even, heck, if they work out of province that used to go to our, the, the high school I went to, uh, they make sure to mark it down on their calendar that they're off and available because a lot of guys want to play in the tournament and everybody shows up. Like, you know, people that you might not have seen like since you graduated and even like old puck bunnies and like all that kind of thing. It's, it's super fun. Um, lost in the semifinals to the defending champs that beat us in the finals the first time they won, which was in 2019, uh, before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? <laughs> My brain is so fried, man. Like I, this sucks. Um, yeah. What else? Spencer? No, no, genuinely we, we went for two hours. On a lot of different things. Oh yes, the break, the breaking news uh, that you got suspended. I, yeah, I got suspended. <laughs> I got suspended <laughs> as uh, a coach. As a coach, not uh, not as a referee. Oh my lord! Um, yeah, th- this was funny because I kept it from Spencer. I, so basically, what happened is I built it up. I was like Spencer throughout I got, the day. Throughout I was the like, day. Yeah, throughout as the, as the day went on. Like I saw him at around like what one o'clock? No, we went we went out for lunch. Yeah, at like, like 12, 30, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. And I was like Spencer, I got something big to tell you. You're gonna laugh. I was like, all I'm going to tell you is that it involves me and minor hockey. I was like, I'd tell you now, but I want your initial reaction uh, on the podcast. And funny enough, I told him, broke the news, that I got a three-game suspension as a coach um, because my mouth was a little uh, dirty. Yeah, he needs the soap, guys. And uh, the official that was refing the game did not like what I said. Basically... um, I'll t- I'll give you guys the back story of it because I usually don't yell at refs. I actually I, I don't. I, I I don't right. Like I am a referee, so I I got to be respectful towards my fellow coworkers, my partners, whatever the heck you want to call it. So I don't yell at refs. Even when I go out of town uh, for tournaments, I try not to say a lot because I know that it's a tough job and it's a big You've task. Done it. And I've yeah. done it right. This is my eighth year um, officiating. Anyways, 
So we were beating Brampton eight to two, and in I coach in the third period. I coach a U eighteen MD hockey team, which means uh, development, minor development. Yeah. Uh, so it's a com- basically competitive house league, but it's right under single A. So like, anyways, okay, cool. And we were winning eight two at this point. Sorry, I'm j- I'm telling you, like I'm tired. Like I I hate that I I'm gonna have a hard time to make this more entertaining than it was the first time around. But uh, yeah, so then the game got physical because as the score went up. So did the chippiness uh, from the other team, and I, you, and all game I was telling my players, hey, like keep your cool, keep your heads on, like let's not get stupid, you know, like we know this is gonna happen, just be ready for it, mm-hmm. right? And I'm hoping as the game goes on, when the ref skates by, like as much as we say we tune it out, like we don't care, we don't really hear what the bench has to say, like we mm-hmm. listen, we hear stuff once in a while. So I'm hoping, like I was hoping, like throughout the game, like I was saying that a lot, like as the game went on, that the officials would hear that. So. You know, it would kind of give me, like, uh, not a benefit of it, but a bit of protection from getting thrown out as in, like, okay, this guy obviously knows, you know, is saying the right things to his team. You know, he's obviously not the kind of guy that, like, would say anything with any ill will, I guess you could say. Yeah, any malice or whatever. So, this guy from uh, the other team goes to hit one of our players, and our player braced for it, stood him up, clobbered the guy. Back at you. Clobbered the guy. Okay, reverse hit, I guess you can call it. And the kid barrel rolls. Picture it, okay? You you know how you roll down a hill, like a steep hill, and you're just rolling, waiting until like, yeah. you get to the bottom, you stop rolling? Kind of like that. Barrel rolls from the blue line to center ice. And I'm, I'm like, what the f- am I looking at, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what my initial thought was. So I'm going like, okay, listen, I know our guy's getting a penalty for body checking, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he leveled the kid, fine. Mm-hmm. But then I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is the biggest dive I've ever seen. And I said that out loud. I wasn't even looking at the ref when I said it. Like, the whistle had blown. The penalty was going to be called. I'm like, this is the biggest dive of life I've ever seen. And I'm yelling this, okay? This Mm. is pretty loud. But I wasn't directing it to the player. wasn't directing it to the official. I was kind of just letting my emotions out verbally. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I finish saying that, boop, I get tossed. He goes, you're gone. Go. And I'm like... And my, I'm kind of just, like, in shock at this point because I'm like, really? Like, this is what I'm getting tossed for? But I'm not going to say – like, I knew if I said something, it was mm. going to get worse. I was going to get, like, nine games or whatever. Yeah. And- Moral of the story, I got three games for that, yeah. which I do think is kind of soft because I know if it was me as the official and I heard that, I'd be like, hey, listen, we got the call. Don't worry. Like, we got it. Like it's taken care of. Like we don't need we don't need anything yeah, else. Yeah, you give a verbal. Warning. I give a verbal warning. I wouldn't throw my. I wouldn't throw someone out for that. And give him three games. And give him three games. But they did. The, and it's not really him that the official that gave me three games. It's the rule that he picked. So rule eleven is the right rule that he used against that like he and enforced it's a new rule that he mentioned. enforced against me. Yeah, it is a new rule that Hockey Canada uh, has this year. And basically, any discriminatory comments, anything that can affect a person's mental health, their state of mind, or that abuses them. Uh, physically, psychologically, um, I think that's it. Or verbally. Yeah, there you go. That's the other one. Um, I know you guys are probably listening to this. Come on, you're a ref. You should know this. Hey, listen. I'm still learning too, okay? Like, this, there's new rules almost every freaking year. Yeah, or there's something new, that changes. You get a new rule book every year. Yeah, yeah, like every two years, actually. Oh. Two years, the rule book changes a, a little bit if there's any tweaks to be made. But anyways, so they use that, and uh, the rule that he applied was 11.2E, which was uh, aggressive... What was the word? Aggressive, uh, or un or disrespectful behavior, yeah, or something har- like yeah, that. I forget what I. I don't know. It's such BS. I tried to wash it out of my head a little bit, but whatever. That was the kind of rule that was enforced, and 
here's my stance on it. I know you guys are probably saying, oh, like, you sound pretty mad and, like, you know, you're a ref. Why are you saying this? Like, I have nothing against the official that made that call. Mm-hmm. I do see where he came from. And honestly, at that point, the game was getting pretty heated. And it was. I think he got to the point where the next thing that was said, like, you're gone. Even whether it was directed to him, a player, didn't matter. Like, you were gone. Our captain got ejected uh, about 30 seconds later after that for the same rule. I found out what he said afterwards, though, to the player. And, yeah, it was that one was worth the ejection. I agreed. I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have said that. It yeah. was good. I was like, damn, that's pretty good. But at the same time, I was like, yeah you, yeah, you can't say that. Like, you know, it's like the ref. It's like, you can't do that. Yeah, but like, you can't do that. Yeah. But um, anyways, so yeah. So Spencer had a really good laugh earlier because he's like, it was just hilarious. Cause, well, like, it's because it's when you tell me you got suspended as a coach. I'm like, well, you ref. You ref for a while. You played, obviously. And that's the thing, too. I texted my supervisor after. I texted everybody. I called everyone. I called my referee in chief. I was like, hey. You're not going to have me for a few well, games. Yeah. No, you forgot to mention that. That because you got suspended three games as a coach, you can yes. now not ref yeah, so until those games are over. Yeah, so if you're a ref, but you're also like a player or a team official, and you get suspended as a player or an, a team official, you cannot ref until your suspension has been served. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was making phone calls afterwards. I was like, hey, like, I was pretty embarrassed too, because like, not to blow smoke up my ass or anything but like i am one of the better officials in my region like i was selected well, you for should, the, I, I honestly, was selected Al, you should have that confidence anyway like everybody yeah, should have that but like i was right? selected for the ontario hockey federation championships last year my first year refing uh in the in southern the ontario and, and around the gta so like that was a pretty big uh big thing for me i was surprised because you know i haven't been here for that long but it it was nice to get like the recognition and you know, selected for that. And now I'm basically just waiting to make that jump to, to junior hockey. Um, keep hearing, everyone keeps telling me like, oh, you're good, you're a good skater and all that, blah, blah, blah. Like, how come you're not doing junior? Even like, I've heard it from my supervisors and we're kind of still trying to get that ball rolling. But anyways, so like, uh, yeah, so my supervisor, I when I texted him asking like, hey, like, can I still like do tournament games count as a suspension uh, time served for the suspension? He goes, he's like, yes. He's like, as long, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, like, wait a minute. He's like, why'd you get suspended as a referee? Because you're a ref. Yeah. And I go and I texted him. I was like, like, well, here's what happened. Basically, what I just explained. And then he's like, okay, well, like, technically, that's not the right rule. Like, it is rule 11, just the wrong subsection, I guess, to the rule. Because, like, it wasn't directed to the re- the referee or to anyone. Um. But regardless, like he 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 made a, he made the point of saying like, dude, what the heck? Like you're a ref. Like why are you getting suspended? So, and it's true. Like and like we talked about in the first version of this podcast that we recorded. Um, I learned my lesson. I'm definitely gonna be. I'm gonna be a different coach. Obviously, there's things I can't. Like I know I can't say stuff like that. It's just like I said, man. In the moment, I couldn't believe what the hell I was watching. Like, it was almost like watching soccer. Like, you know how you try to sell a call? Yeah, like, or dive, play, a dive right? I was like, dude, come on. Like, I couldn't believe it. And I know, like, they're younger and whatnot, but, like, that kind of stuff does not. Like, you don't even see that stuff in the NHL. Like, and you're pulling that. Like, I'm not saying MD Hockey's the NHL, but it was, I just couldn't believe what the frick I was watching. I'm like, as if this is, like, they're selling a call and then there's being a freaking tool. Like... You know what I mean? So I, I just couldn't believe in that my I didn't filter it long enough, and it just I just blurted out, and I got tossed. And I I've refed with the guy that threw me out and suspended me before, and I have no, you know, no hard feelings towards him. I thought the two official like it was a four man system, and I thought the four officials that were calling the game called a good game. 
up until that point a little bit. Like, do I think it was warranted as a suspension? No. Do I think he was right to eject me? Absolutely. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, he's a great guy. Um, and I did ref with him this summer, and he he's a good he's a good official. He knows what he's doing, and I think it just the heat of the moment, and he just picked someone to throw out, and unfortunately, I was the one, and that's it is what it is. I, I think I'm going to be a better coach for it, and I do. I even think, you know, I might be even a better referee for it because, like, you know, maybe I do give a verbal warning for that kind of stuff, but, you know, next time maybe I'll go, oh, like, maybe maybe I will think of an ejection. Probably not. I'm honestly, I think it was soft. But, um, yeah, so that's that, that's that on me getting thrown out. And getting tossed. And getting tossed, yeah. So we, it's funny. Then when we talked about this the first time around, we went on a huge tangent about like how, you know, you can't play referees. I, you, yeah, be like, nicer to referees, man. Yeah, be nicer there, to referees. Yeah, there's like, bottom line: be nice, be nicer to referees, be nicer to umpires, because they are human at the end of the day. And yep. more importantly, as a guy who'd love to be a coach in football and basketball, have coached basketball. When you look at a game from film, refing yep. is the last thing on your mind. You're looking at what your team yeah. had done. And what you wish you could have done better, and what you think you could do better, and what you're gonna practice out of your team in the next couple practices to get ready for your next game. I will say this too, like uh, I did say this earlier earlier when we first tried to record this, but when I play, as a, when I used to play as a player, and I I was a referee when I was a player as well, um, you know I'd always say, oh I'm wearing a refing jersey, this is me refing, like I'm gonna make sure everything's safe, everything's good, blah blah blah. But when I played, I still had that chippy slash edgy part to my game. Where everyone's like, oh my god, like you're a ref, but you play like this? It's like, yeah, I'm playing. This is me trying to win it. Like, this is different. Same thing with a coach. I'm wearing a jacket with a logo on it that belongs to a hockey team. I'm not a referee. Does that mean, though, like, you know, I should, I have full right to fly off the handle the way I did? No. But I'm just saying, like, I will change the way I vocalize things. Uh, as the games go on and as the rest of the season goes on. But I'm not going to completely change who I am in the sense, like, like I'm passionate about yeah. w- with what I do and, and, and I'm passionate towards the team I coach. And you should be. And But at the end of the day, though, like, I want to make it clear. I've never disrespected another official because I, I know better. Yeah. Uh, like, I know how hard it is and uh, it's a hard, it's not an easy job, man. Yeah, and it's you know not what? Easy. I, I want to rehash this, this this part of the conversation. I think it's important. So we talked about, we went on the whole tangent about yep. referees and how people blame referees, and it's ridiculous. And so you had stupid. some vitriol thrown at you. But then you talked about how the break worked out for you because of it, it letting you refresh your mind on refing because yeah. you, had a, you had a bad couple weekends before yeah, the break. Yeah, I had like five bad games where I was getting tossed out. Yeah, like my last game that I refed was on December 5th. 15th or sometime around that week no not the 15th whatever the monday was mm-hmm. like during that week because the 16th was a friday so anyways the 11th we'll go with december, that 11th we'll go with december 11th or 12th um anyways and i got to the point where i was calling i thought i was calling a game and you know i'm usually the kind of ref where i'm like oh I'll let the kids play if it gets mm-hmm. stupid or if it's something super obvious i'll call it yeah but i was just getting ripped to shreds by parents left and right i got into like some verbal altercations a little bit with a uh, couple of the parents, but it was warranted. It wasn't one of those where I lost my cool. It was just one of those where, like, they kept I, going. I had to tell them, like, stop. Or, yeah, it's enough. Yeah, it's enough out of you. Or, like, hey, how about you throw on the jersey, see how like how you'll do or whatever. And then there's the odd time where I'll throw, I th- I'll throw out the comment, like, you probably can't even skate. But that's just, you know, that's as far as I'll go. Um, anyways, and then at the end of the game, I was all, like, 
mad. I kept replaying the game in my head. Like, what could I have done better? Like, it, it was bad. Like, I actually considered quitting because I was like, I've had enough. Like, I'm 22 going on 23. Like, I've been yeah, repping that, for eight years. Yeah. I've taken a lot of crap. But I'm getting to the point now where, like, some of this stuff, I guess it's getting to me a little bit more. And I don't know if that's because more people are raising awareness now towards the verbal abuse or just, or just generic abuse that officials do take in sports, whether it's hockey, baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. Football, yeah, all any, of them. Any sport, like, there's all, like, especially at the minor level. Oh, definitely. Yeah, parents, again, like we talked about, you hate doing 11, 12, 13, like, uh, uh, yeah, 10, 11, 10, 12. 10, 11, and 12 are the worst age Because groups. parents think their kids are going to the show. And the nice way possible. And they're super protective, too, which yeah. I respect, fine. But at the same time, it's like, man, I'm trying... Like, like I'm, I'm trying to like, like I'm trying to protect your kid, and and that's another thing too. As a referee, I the good ones, anyways. And I'm not just saying me, but like most of the good officials will have this similar mentality. Let them play, call the obvious stuff, and you know anything that's like dangerous, obviously call that as well. But the other thing too is I try to ref my game in the sense that I will call it if I know I can stay consistent yeah. with it. Right, and that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. All people want, all people ask for most of the time is yeah. consistency. Even right? if it's bad, just be consistent, and that's fine, right? Like if you're if you're calling it all game, like call the game the way like you want to call it, fine. But like, just don't pick and choose. Don't no, like don't pick and choose. Like be consistent and call the obvious stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to, honestly. Like the fifty fifty stuff. Like most of the fifty fifty stuff is like stick work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes could be the body on like a close interference or not or yeah. whatever. But like the obvious stuff, like if someone gets their head taken off, yeah. call it. Like, yeah, if exactly. someone gets hit from behind, call it. You know, that kind of thing. So, that's that's another thing, like, you know, where I kind of thought what I was calling was consistent, mm-hmm. but at the same time, fair. And, anyways, I just had enough. And then after the game, I was walking out, and I saw this lady sitting in the stands. And I was like, great, like, here we go. Just another person to pile on to. Nope. Instead, it was, hey, don't listen to these guys. Uh, I thought you were after a good game. I saw the video of the one play they were complaining about, and you were right not to call it. It was the right thing to do. Stop listening. And it was nice. It was nice to hear because it's like, man, finally someone gets where I'm coming from in the sense that it's not I'm not calling it because I don't want to. It's just because I'm right freaking there, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm right there. You're like in the top row sitting near the ra- standing near the rail where I'm in the corner right in fr- like three feet away from the two players that were like battling for puck possession and then the one guy ends up losing an edge going into the boards hurts his leg mm. tough yeah exactly yeah but it's not my fault it's not like me not calling it would change the outcome oh there's a call like I'm not gonna call it just cause he's hurt yeah exactly if if, if it would've been if it would've warranted a call because a player like you know physically threw him towards the boards or, or whatever, tripped him. tripped him or something, fine. But no, he lost an edge mm-hmm. and then went into the boards. Like, I'm right there. So it's just that kind of stuff that's annoying. But anyways, I did think of, like, letting it go, but it was nice to hear from that lady. Like, she made it all – it made it all better in the sense of, like, you know what? That lets me know I'm doing a good job. Because, exactly. like, there's good and bad, but all I was hearing was bad for the last couple of games I was doing. And I'm like, man, like – What's going do I, on? Do I suck? And I even called my supervisor. I was like, hey, what can I do like for this kind of situation? And he, he was like, oh, like I don't know. Like I'm glad you're at like not because he doesn't know. Like mm. it was just like one of those where it's like honestly I can't tell you. Like mm. it's one of those where you kind of just have to have your judgment, I guess, or whatever. I forget what the question was, but anyways, and he told me he's like, but I appreciate you asking this because it shows that you like care and that you want to be better. And it's like, well, yeah, like don't get me wrong, care. I'm okay with getting booed here and there I'm getting yelled at like I can handle it I've been doing this long enough that like it takes a lot for me to get mad and throw someone out or whatever Mm -hmm. 
or to like you know have it affect me but this was like one of those where like there was a lot of bad and not a lot of good mm-hmm. so i was just like man like am i actually crap yeah do i suck but exactly. then that lady reassured like just that one person like reassured me and yeah. stuff and i was like great i'm gonna go on a two-week break I'm going to come back, and I'm going to ref as soon as I come back. Well, mm. now i got to wait an extra week. <laughs> got to serve that suspension first. But, um, yeah, like, it's not an easy job. And it's it's one of those where, for the first time, like, in eight years, I was like, damn, this is actually getting to me. Like, this is mm. – it's affecting me. Like, I'm not losing sleep or anything, but, like, it's I'm in my own head now. And yeah. usually I'm one of those guys that will tell you first, like, hey, don't let it bother you. Whatever happens at the rink stays at the rink. Like, it's over. It's done. Mm. But this was the first time, like, where I'm like, shit, yeah. like, this is bugging me. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, all I'm going to say is to end on this segment would be parents, chill the f*** out. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot from getting s- tossed and suspended. Um, Do I agree with it? Not 100%, but it is what it is, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to be a better, better coach for it, and, you know, like... I'd like honestly like thank you to the to the I know who threw me out I know the name I know it was first and last but uh, I'm gonna leave it out of the podcast um, but thank you for throwing me out it's mm-hmm. enlightened me but at the same time um, you know just goes to show that games do get heated sometimes and sometimes when you do panic you can make um, not rash decisions but jump the gun I guess you can say so. Um, if there's any referees listening to this podcast, stay calm when things get heated. It's not because of you. Um, you know, it's just the game, man. Like it's the way it goes. Sometimes it's not, not every game is going to be perfect and tune out the noise, man. Like, yeah, try to tune it out as much as you can. Like, and listen to, this is also an advice I live by too. I guess you could say is like, you got to pick what advice to listen to and what not to listen to. It's mm-hmm. kind of like one of those where, like, don't listen to Bobby that, like, you know, watches the NHL all the time and, like, has a six-pack of beer every night and, like, comes to the rink and whatever and, you know, played house league his entire freaking childhood and now, like, he's at the rink watching his kid play AAA. Like, don't listen to guys like him when you hear feedback from the crowd or whatever. Like, listen to your supervisors. Listen to other officials that ref with you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always imp- room for improvement. Of course. Like but, everything. And you don't need to, li- like, yeah. I, if there's one thing I know for sure is I don't listen to a lot of parents. I mostly listen to them on their good feedback and what they like. So I know what to keep doing. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes to things I need to change in my game, I usually listen to my supervisors. Yeah, people or my, who are more experienced, if you will. Yeah, well, that know what they're talking about. Because mm-hmm. like half the time, dude, the stuff I hear. It, there's a lot of plays where I'll call a penalty and someone will disagree with it. Like in the stands, they'll be like, oh, really? Like you're calling that? Oh, come on. Like there, there's two teams out there. And then half the time I'm going, like, I, it, well, usually when I call something, it's, again, the obvious stuff. And half the time I'm like, man, how do you not think this is a, like, how yeah, do you how think do, this is how not, you not a call? call that? Yeah, how do you exactly. think this is not a call? Like you're, are you crazy? Like what mm-hmm. the heck? But anyways, I got suspended. Lesson learned. I'll be refing again uh, this Saturday, which is January 14th. And hopefully this is the last time as a bench coach or as a coach uh, that I get tossed. I think it will be. Um, I knew it was going to happen at some point. I just didn't think it was going to be for that. And I will say this. There are other instances this season where I was pretty vocal and it was probably with with an official. And I think it did warrant an ejection, but it didn't happen. So that's another reason why it caught me off guard yesterday. But anyways, um, what was next on the list? Well, I just want to quickly add, the reason why I wanted you to talk about that the, with the nice lady who gave you the compliment right. was that, you know, compliment people in your oh, life, yes. but 
compliment. Just if you think somebody's doing a good job, and you, and even if you don't feel know. like it's big for you, I think it's important. We talked about how you had a waitress up home. I had a waitress on when I was at, uh, I think it was a Jack Astor's up here. Right, yeah. Where, like she was telling me like how she was having a rough day, like or whatever. And then I just went out for like a couple beers with my buddies, and I tipped her like twenty bucks just for her to serve me like two beers or whatever. And she was like, "Oh, like you don't have to do that." It's like, no, like you do a good job, and like sometimes it's little things like that that make a whole person's day, right? Like, yeah. Um, was it your Timmy story? Yeah, my team. My, I, yeah, when I was when I started at Tim Hortons in Wyerton, which is a tourist town where I'm born and raised. Um, it's a tourist town, so from about May, about late May to about early September. Yeah, every day is packed, and then especially on holidays. And I actually have a story about that for how long I've worked one shift and why I don't compare people to me about that kind of stuff. But like when I was working at Tim Hortons, I was trying to uh, I was serving a customer, and he wasn't very happy with me. And he was kind of upset with me, and he was kind of chatting. And then um, he kind of was giving me some back talk and kind of rolling his eyes behind my back. And the lady I had also had been serving, she kind of defended me and said, hey, he's got Trini on his sticker, like on, on his name tag. Leave him alone. He's just learning. Let him learn. And then I served him, got him out of the way, then served her with her coffee. And she said, you know, hey, keep your head up. You're doing fine. You're a trainee. You're getting better. It's You're going to get better. It's the little things like that that make it go, like, a, a long way. And, like, I don't think I would have quit anyways. Well, of course not. But, like, I, I think I, w- I, w- I wasn't overreacting. I definitely think it was the right thing to do. Because, like, so I'm chasing – I'm still chasing, like, I'd like to ref in the OHA, um, which is the Ontario Hockey Association. is junior hockey here. Yeah, wait. And, oh, okay. And then – uh, well, after that would be the OHL. Okay. So, like, for me, my main goal is the OHL. And um, so I don't think I would have quit because I still have those goals and I still want to do it. And it's kind of one of those where, like, you push through the... The hate. The adversity. Yeah, the adversity and that kind of thing. And um, so I don't think I would have actually quit. But, it like, it was kind of scary a little bit, though, because it was the first time where I was like, oh, my... like. Oh, well, shit. You know, like, what? you know what, Alex? That's actually perfect because I can now piggyback off that and take you to my coaching experience. So when I coached, I coached U14 team with a local basketball uh, program. It was a rep team, basically. And we were the one team. I was U14, so that's grade 8. There yeah. were three teams, not including the premier team, which is like the top team in our division. There's a premier yeah. team, one, two, three. We were, the th- we, were, we were one of four teams. We were the, we were the top team of the like, house league team, yep. basically. And as the season went on, I found it to be almost a chore to make to make the drive. And not because I didn't enjoy it necessarily. It's that the kids, for me, did not seem to want to be there. Right, and it's like, well, if you and don't want to be there, why, like, why exactly. should I be Exactly. It's like if you don't want to be here and your parents are spending the money to come, the $2,000 it is to play rap basketball up here, which is ridiculous to me. But it's anyway. Actually, for the t- so the team I coached, uh, 3500 That's ridiculous, too. Yeah. With hockey equipment, too? <sighs> yeah. My like God. I mean, luckily for like the kids now, like they're at the point where like some of them are like, Jobs. I mean, they, they start growing, but like, but some of them also finish growing. So like, it's it's there's a it's a weird gap. Like, yeah, exactly. My cousin started growing this year. Like, he's in the grade eleven now. But there's other guys on the team who've hit their spurts way earlier. So yeah. now they're kind of just giants. Gi- yeah, they're done, right? But um, yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that because there's there's a guy on our team. Um, actually, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Never mind. But let's just put it this way: when you talk about uh kids Bet. that wanting to be there and not being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, kid, he basically begged to be on our team at the tryouts. Um, and he he was a good. He's a good player. Like, not mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say he was a good player. He is a good player, and he's definitely an asset. But we don't see him very often. Attitude? Nah, I I don't know. I just put it this way. I don't think he likes the game anymore. Oh, okay. 
And if that's the case, fine. It's unfortunate because like he really sold himself to us mm-hmm. uh, when he told us that he wanted to really wanted to play for us. And then you know he did really well in tryouts and he looked good. Still, even even for the games he played for us, I think he's played nine. Um, Out of, I think we got like twenty four. But we were like, this is the second half, right? So like yeah. we, we yeah, I don't know how much we played before the break, but, um, yeah, he's not there very often. Like never, see, we hardly see him at practice, and even the last couple of games now, it's like we don't know if we, if we get him, we get him. If we don't, we don't, and it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, it doesn't change my mindset. I'm gonna be there. Like, listen, you don't want to be there? That's fine. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a crap. I'll be yeah. there. But like you know, kind of like you just reminded me of that off what you were saying. Well, no, but that's what I mean. Now think about that with thirteen, like twelve to fifteen, you fourteen yeah. kids who you gen- you're trying to coach them, you're trying to make them better, and you're trying to help them in the best way I know how. Yeah. And just there's nothing, like there's just there's no passion, there's no desire. It feels like, and it's like it's just a chore to want to be around do you, you guys. Do you ever get the vibe that like sometimes it's not even the, like it's not because the kid, like maybe it's the parent that wants them to be in that sport. But they really just don't give a crap. Like I'm only doing. Well, no. Like, I, hey, I'm only doing this because my mom wants me to play. No, I I felt that with some of the kids where it's like, but even some of the kids like they wanted to be there. Because if you like, love the game, you love the game. Like that's why I'm still involved with it. Like, but I I, think I love the game of hockey, so yeah. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be around it. But at the same time, it's cool like that I get to coach like my cousin at the same time. But yeah. like, you know, even like when he's done playing, if I'm still in the area and there's still like there's a few, I've made a quite a good amount of connections since I've been here. Mm where I know there's a few guys that might need coaches here and there. And I'd love to, even if I don't know anybody on the team, I'd love to step in on their staff and yeah, I don't just give back. Like I love the game. But that's what I mean. But my biggest problem is like, when it's like every single kid where I can't even find like one kid where I'm like, okay, that kid really wants to be here. That kid's really trying or has the ability to try. Right. Cause sometimes even that, like it's not that they don't have passion for it. It's just their skill level is not good enough for like the level we're trying to play at. Right. Right. And, like, that's also a problem. And I'm not trying to belittle any of the kids on that team. Yeah. And I remember most of them, yeah. right? But literally, Al, our best game all season was our last game. Was at, was at our tournament, our last year tournament in June, right? And it was our best game we ever played. Like, it, we, we were down big. Like, we were almost every game. And we came back. We only lost by, like, three or four points. And, you know, I told them, like, that's the best game I've ever seen you guys play. Like, I've never seen us have that much fight in a game. I've never seen us have that much desire in a game yet. Like, that's the first time, guys. I'm happy to see it, but it sucks it was came at the last game of the year, not, you know, in January. When yeah. we hadn't had a chance to build on it. Yeah. Right? And, like, and that's the thing. Like, for me, it was just a chore. Half and look at my phone and go, oh, I gotta get up for practice at 7 o'clock. Because oh. I just, I didn't want to go because I'm like, why am I here wasting my yep. time where I could be getting a job or, you know, at home practicing yep. for what we're, what we're doing here when... You know, I know you guys almost don't want to be here. And, like, Al, I, you know, I tried to get to know some of the kids. Like, when they came off, I'd ask them, how was your day? What'd you do? What'd you have for supper? Yeah, like, what are you going to have? Yeah, like, what's your like, pregame meal? Or, you know, like, you know, what, like, what, what, are you, what, what are you doing in class? What's your favorite subject? Yeah, what's, your, what's your least favorite subject? Like, I quiz these kids most of the time, right? Yeah. And I asked them, you know, do you want to play high school basketball? Do you plan to play yeah, at you, the high school level yeah. here? And I'd say, Al, out of my number one rep team out of out of so three house league teams ish. Yep. Out of the three out of the three regular rep teams, we were the number one team. I had like three kids who actually wanted to play high school basketball. And I'm like, in the nicest way possible, why are you here? Like you're playing rep basketball. This is after school stuff. Why are you here if you don't want to play high school basketball? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Because this for me is a development. This is getting better to play at high school to then play at 
the college or university level for covering right now. OUA for for our UFT. I do it for York and then for OCAA where I do a Sheridan. Yep. Like, I don't understand how you wouldn't want to. Because I can tell you right now, if I made my parents spend $2,000 to play rep basketball, my dad would be on, on my butt to be well, practicing every day, trying yeah. every day, and then play for the high school team. Because why am I wasting this money for you to play if you're just going to, you know, mess around and, and that's the thing. not do it, you know, at a high school level? And I guess that's the thing. That's or the, an upper I, level. I think this is the point to where we're trying to put a bow on at this conversation here is like um, if there is a purpose as to why you're doing it, like passion will uh, overtake skill. Mo- and like, almost, hey. Passion wins all the time. It, it, Most it's, of the time, it, right? And well, that's, it's the adage, Al. It's the, you know, yeah. hard work beats skill if skill doesn't try hard. Absolutely. And that's, I think that was the, the more, like, where we were trying to wrap up in the sense that, like, I was thinking of quitting, but the only reason why I'm not going to is because I still have a purpose. You still have goals. You still, I still, got I still have desire. goals. And I'm still in that prime age where, okay, first of all, I think 23 is old, but I keep, everyone else keeps telling me, ah, you're young. You got lots of time. Yeah, I don't know, man. I blinked and I'm 23. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like 22 went by. Like 22 went by really freaking yeah. fast. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like even now, like I'm like, damn, I'm 23 years old, but it only feels like I've been on this planet for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just my mental state of mind. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, I am an adult's age, mm-hmm. but I'm still a child at heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that'll always be like that. Maybe that's why I'm gonna. I'm hoping to live a long life. But anyways, um. Yeah, so I'm obviously not done with not done with refing, but there that that was the first time where I was like, damn, like this actually got to me a little bit. But um, anyways, what's next on the agenda? We got the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, we went Blue Jays next in their originally. Want to keep going Blue Jays? You want to talk about the I moves like, they made I, all summer? Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> so like we talked about. I'm gonna reiterate this a lot because I'm still kind of pissed off that we're still here. Okay, this is gonna we're gonna be here for almost like three hours, three and a half hours, four hours, three and a half, four hours by the time we get out of here. But um. Like I mentioned the first time we recorded this, I bought a Lourdes Gurriel Jr. jersey last year. Now, for those of you listening, let that sink in for a bit. If you know the recent deals that have happened this summer, let that sink in. Okay, we're good. All right. <laughs> um, so basically, for those of you who don't know, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. just got dealt to the Arizona Diamondbacks a few weeks ago. Uh, I believe it was beginning early December. Uh, him, uh, Gabriel Moreno as well for uh, what's his name uh varsho uh yep dalton varsho dalton varsho yeah and, and kevin kiermeyer and kevin well kevin kiermeyer wasn't yeah. a, that wasn't a trade that was yeah. more of a signing. a signing um we'll get to him in a moment and i was bummed out because i just like i said bought his jersey last year and now all of a sudden he's gone but now i kind of cooled my jets since then and i realized what the jays were getting out of varsho utility player mediocre bat can hit close to 30 homers in a season uh he's also a left-handed bat which is good jays need some of those because rymel tapia ain't it <laughs> um and I then he was on the team to be honest everyone did everyone's like oh the jays had no lefty batters i'm like uh yeah they did tapia that's he wasn't good that's why everyone like forgot about him like cause he yeah, wasn't he, he was so he was so good he was forgettable yeah it wasn't the greatest but anyways yeah so i was bu- so here's where i'm at i'm gonna try to sum this up pretty quickly because we took a lot of time with the refing conversation again <laughs> um i like what the jays have done so far i'm gonna miss guriel because the guy has a nice cannon of an arm uh and f- i do like his bat once in a while he is kind of clutch when it comes to uh, runners in scoring position uh holds the franchise record for most grand slams hit by, uh, by a blue jay uh, Teoscar Hernandez, glad he's gone. I thought he was a lazy outfielder. The Jays are going to miss his bat. Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, they signed him. Was it a one-year deal? Yeah, one-year deal. 
Um, Band-Aid. I like the addition, but at the same time, I'm like, this is one of those things where I would have liked to have seen that while ago. five years ago, yeah. you know, five, six years ago during the 16, when 15 still a Band-Aid, but less of a Band-Aid. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, I think the Blue Jays need a 6-7 guy in the bullpen. They did do that, though, with Swanson. From from Seattle in that from Teoscar. From Seattle in the Teoscar deal. I still think they... So right now what I'm banking on is Nate Pearson mm-hmm. to get healthy and be consistently healthy so he can be the sixth guy to come in, or the number six guy to come in if mm-hmm. uh, Pitcher can't go five more five or plus innings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think you go... At seven, you'd have a guy like who did we mention? Um, geez, because I had Simber as eight and Romano at nine. Swanson, did I? Ha- no, was it Swanson? It was Swanson and Pearson, wasn't it? And then we talked about Kikuchi moving to the bullpen because of you're um, right. Yes, okay. And then you, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the Tommy John being back in right. J- July, and they just yes. signed Bassett to the the, right. the lineup. Bassett, exactly. Yeah. So I think they need to figure out the sixth and seventh sl- slot in the bullpen, and then I think they'd be good. Kikuchi needs to go. I don't see a place for him at all on the team. Jimmy Garcia could be an option at seven, maybe probably six, yeah. maybe six. He he him and Swanson might be able to rotate. As for the starting rotation, I like it. Yeah, I think it's good mm. if they can get another close to all star quality pitcher. F- go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me who. I don't know who, but I really like Manoa. I like Gosman. I like, um, geez, Barrios. I like uh, Chris Bassett a lot. I think he's another Ross Stripling, if you ask me. And you, and you were upset that they lost. Stripling and I was. I, I am upset that they lost Stripling. I thought they could have. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like two years, twenty five mil. Really, you couldn't pay him that. Mm-hmm. Come on. I think, I think that would have been your fifth guy. And yeah. I know you disagreed with that. Well, because I just think he's too good of a fifth guy, and I don't think they have the money for it. Right. But knowing that they would have signed, he would have signed for two, tw- two to twenty five, like yeah. two for twenty five, like two for twenty five in total or per year. Well, no, because that's what it is, right? Like, no, they signed him to a two year deal, twenty five million dollars. Like yeah. that's it. No, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like he, that was cheap. Because so, in the first episode, like first attempt to record this episode, Spencer was like, "Well, like this is that's kind of pretty expensive, though." But after looking it up, I'm pretty sure it's two for twenty five. Yeah, it is only th- what twelve and a half million yep. per. Yep. Uh, there you go. So that's what I'm saying. Like you uh, couldn't pay him that to stick around. Like, come on. But so I look at the way the things are going for the Jays. The one concern is that Jansen is not going to be healthy. I'm waiting for the day where I see, oh, Danny Jansen on the 10-day IL or is on the IL or whatever. He's a, he's another Band-Aid, which is kind of why I hate that they got rid of Moreno. Like, if you're going to get Varsho anyways, why not throw in Jansen and another prospect instead of Moreno? Well, because think about it, Al. Um, I'm not sure if Moreno's ready for the MLB. That's fine, but like I'm just saying, like long term wise, Jansen's not gonna be with the Jays for much longer. Well, you'd hope, but you also gotta. I give him, mm, I give him two years. Because you're thinking about it, because you don't want Alejandro to be your main main catcher. Because no, not you want him. You want him at DH. He's not particularly good behind the plate. He isn't particularly good. No, but he he he's shown signs like a. I think he he progressed. Well, yeah, of course. As the season went and, on, and, and that's gonna happen, right? But eventually, he's gonna hit his ceiling where. He's not an all-star catcher. And that, but that's the other He's thing, He's an too. all-star hitter. Well, but that's the thing, right? How long, how many years, like, other than the year with Russell Martin and DeAndre Navarro uh, in 15-16, mm-hmm. 
did the Jays go after that? Well, basically, frick, up until like 2020, where the Jays had a catcher that couldn't freaking hit. Well, the problem was Jansen was supposed to be that guy. The only issue is the guy hurt. got hurt. He's hurt. Yeah. And eventually you get older, you diminishes, and what, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I don't know. I like what the Jays have done. I hope they're not done yet. Yeah, get more, get more bullpen arms. They need more bullpen arms, for sure. Bullpen, and I'd like another starter. Other than that, I think their batting order And is... we forgot to mention again, with Merrifield in the outfield. Yes. he can play center field. He Correct. Can play, I, I think he can play right and left, and then he can play second base. He's a little, second a little bit more depth, and they're good. But if they can get their bullpen to be a little bit better, because like I said in the first attempt to record this, I know it's getting annoying and redundant, but screw you guys. I'm going to keep mentioning it because, again, I'm salty about it. Yeah, he's very salty. I'm very salty He's always it. very salty, yeah. guys. All right. he's, he's very salty. He's a salty. Um, if there's one thing the Houston Astros taught us from this uh, previous postseason that just passed is bullpen will definitely go a long way mm-hmm. and help you go a long way in the playoffs. If yeah. you look at the Seattle uh, and Astros series, um, that 18-inning game, bullpen, man, the Astros, that could have gone to 25 innings, and the Astros still would have won it. Yeah, it's just, it's just the idea of being able to have that, I'll say, super, super bullpen, which I'll say the Yankees popularized with um, Adam, Adam Adovino, Zach Britton. The Yankees Chapman's. are looking dangerous. I dislike the judge deal. I think it's too much money for too long a term for a guy Were who you surprised? Were you surprised that, the, that he re-signed? No, no. not particularly. No, because if you listen to episode four, I think Spencer was calling me crazy for going, yeah, you're crazy if you think he's going anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, because he isn't going anywhere else. He was going to New York because I was really hoping he would have gone to Boston just to piss you off. At, um, I was going to Hal Steinbrenner. No, but Steinbrenner, the current um, acting, managing, I'll say owner of yeah. the New York Yankees. Not Hal anymore. That was the death dad. It's one of the boys who runs the team now. But anyway, I don't believe with any logic in his brain was ever going to let him walk. You know what I mean? No, yeah. That's, like, yeah. there wasn't a, there wasn't, it's just that quote, a though. moment. Yeah. That quote, though, when Judge was like, I don't know, like, you know, when he was talking about the Yankees fans, and I forget what it was, but I just remember going, ooh, Judge might not resign because of this. And it was one of those where it's not like a quote that was misinterpreted or anything. Like, he was literally saying, like, screw Yankees fans. I might actually want out. Like, we'll see what happens, kind of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, you hit over 60 home runs in a season, you should get a payday like that. Hey, it actually is Hal Steinbrenner, right? I was right. I thought Hal was dad, but no, Hal is the current acting principal chairman of the of the New York Yankees. Oh, there you go. But anyway, like, I didn't believe Hal Steinbrenner would let Judge go for any price if he could afford it, which was, I think, within $40 million. If he could get 40 per year, I thought Hal would match it. If it got to 45, I thought Hal would say that's too much money and let him go to San Francisco. Al, the only thing that would have scared me about the Judge deal with San Francisco would have been the, I don't know if you saw it, the high school thing where he wrote, where am I going to be in 10 years? And he said, playing for the San Francisco Giants. Ah, uh, no, I did not like, see that. That worried me. That, yeah. that I heard that and went, oh, okay. So this was a well, child, a dream of playing for the Giants. And there's a lot of athletes yeah. that are doing this now where they're, they're going, going home. They're going home. You Kawhi know? Leonard. Kawhi Leonard went home. John Tavares. I, I think technically PG went home or at least went, I don't know if he's from L.A., but I know he went mm, to L.A. Yeah, I don't know. I'll but just quickly check. But no, Well, like, the reason why Kawhi went signed there is because he's like, I want Paul George. Well, And he also wanted to play at home. Yeah, in, that, in well, yeah that was the main yeah, thing. Yeah, Paul George is from uh, it, uh, yeah. Palmdale, so California. So a lot of athletes are going home. Yeah, they're trying. Right? So, well, Stamco's supposed to go home. It didn't. Stayed in Tampa. Yeah, well, imagine. That's the crazy. That's a big what if, too. Like, imagine Stamco signs with the Leafs. Like, does Tampa win that cup? I think they do. They might. They win the first one. But the second one? Well, yeah, because yeah. he got hurt the first one. He was basically yeah, out that, the he playoff, was, yeah, But yeah. 
play that uh, one game. And again, I I also don't know because the, how is that team going to be built without Stamkos, right? Like, well, that's the thing, right? So this actually this is a good segue into the next topic. So I'm done with the Jays. I don't know about yeah, you. I'm done about yeah, I'm baseball. Done with the, um, the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, they're doggy doo doo. Yeah, they haven't out, have they? Yeah, and things are getting heated. Thaddeus Young and Scotty Barnes got into a uh, heated debate. I yeah, guess we'll yeah, say. I don't, don't want to say. I don't want to say argument. an argument. I don't want to say altercation because like no, nothing was thrown or whatever. But yeah, uh, nobody, nobody get like it was no punches thrown. There was yeah, no like Chris Boucher and Wancho Hernan Gomez had to get between them and uh, you know kind of during the shoot around before their last game. Who did they play the last game? I'll quickly check. They. They lose. In a win. They had a, yeah. It was beat the Trailblazers. Mm, Portland. Beat, beat yes. the Trailblazers on the 8th. They lost the Knicks on the 6th. That's right. Um, but, anyways. Knickerbockers. So, things are not going well for the Raptors, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know we talked about this already. This, mm-hmm. this is why it's kind of annoying, but, like, and I feel like I've talked a lot, so I'll give you the, the floor first, I guess. Um, what, what do you think needs to happen for the Raptors here, like, to. Because do you think they should try to make the playoffs, or should they should, should they start tanking and be better positioned for the draft? Like, I want to know. Your th- I know what I think. I I think it depends on where uh, Masai Yusai Majiri thinks he is. If he believes this team is close, but that, they're not though. But no, but if he thinks they're close, if, if, if thinks, Masai thinks this team is close, then I'm I got a problem with Masai. But that's here's my that's my thought though. I don't think it's on Masai. I don't think it's on Bobby Webster. I don't think it's on Nick Nurse. I think this is solely the players they have right now is not working. Mm-hmm. The bench is awful. And I think they need to figure out real quick who they want to build the team around, which I'm assuming is the young guys. I don't think you're going to build you're trying to build a team around Fred Van Vliet anymore. If you're trying to build this team, you're using Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes. Those are the guys you're building but, your okay, team around. Now, Al, I'm going to repeat this because I said this in the last episode. Yeah, but nobody knows what you said, but so you're technically I, not repeating. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> as you keep mentioning it, before I go across this table and punch you in the head. Anyway. You can't, buddy. This plexiglass is yeah, protecting I'll, I'll you. jump it. I'll, I'll jump it like I'm, like I'm Mike Milberry. Yeah, I'm good. Well, let's not see that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, ju- I'll jump the boards and hit you with your own shoe. <laughs> anyway, right. so Scotty Barnes is averaging lows in every single stat, including shooting percentage from three-point and from the field. They're averaging less points and less rebounds. Only thing he's averaging more in is assists by about one full assist because he played point guard earlier in the year because Fred VanVleet got hurt. One thing I am quickly looking at: Fred VanVleet last year was an All Star, was an All Defensive that's Team. Last should year. have been, should have been an All. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Last year, Fred VanVleet was an All was an All Star, could have been an All Defensive Team. This year, his shooting percentage from the floor is 37. percent His shooting percentage from three is 33. percent That simply isn't good enough. No. Like, it, that simply I, isn't good enough. And that's, I think, to your point where he can't be built around right now, and I, I agree with you. But it's also, who wants him? If the, if oh, the Raptors thought listen, there's, freedom. there's a team out there. But for, who? So here's my thought, okay? Here's, here's my thought. If but the Lakers? No. Well, who'd you no, want no, from no, the Lakers, No, 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 like, no, no. It's going to be one of those teams. And by the way, if you're trading Fred Van Vliet, like, let's say this year, <laughs> You're getting draft picks for them. Well, obviously. Okay, like this is like almost a teardown. It's not picks. a rebuild. I think they'll be decent depending. There's always a right buyer. You just got to find but them. But again, who? I don't who? freaking know. Who? 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 If you guys know the New Day and watch WWE, you got that and you had a good chuckle probably. Or you think we're a bunch of bums and losers. But hey, we don't give a we, shit. We agree. You're right. We, we agree. You're probably you're absolutely right. And we don't care. But anyways, um, yeah, there's obviously a suitor for them. Um, 
and also uh, Fred VanVleet has also reported that he turned down a $114 million contract extension. extension. Later today, earlier today, rather, came out and said... Denied it. Denied, Den- the offer. denied it. He's denied like, the even offer was extended. Denied yeah. they even got that far. Yeah, like, it's like, he said, like, uh, I'm not talking about contracts. I'm not having any of those conversations right now. And obviously, when you read that, too, you're also going, man, Freddie's been a bet on yourself kind of guy. Like, And, I mean... Let's be honest. If he were to get offered 114 mil, I don't think he denies it. I don't think he rejects. Depending it. on how many years it is, I think I think Fred VanVleet believes on the Raptors he is either a max contract or darn close to it. He's not a max contract uh, on the if, Raptors. Sorry, I think he but does. If, if Freddie believes he's a max contract guy, yikes. Well, with the guys getting max contracts, I wouldn't blame him. Like, like, yeah, but no. Like, I think his max contract would have been after the championship run. And now you know what, Al? Here you go. So here's the NBA standings currently right now. You tell me out of the who West from the East, suitor? who on the East and the West are teams that actually would genuinely want to trade for Fred Van Vliet right now. Cleveland and Philly. Nope. Neither. For really? sure. Well, uh, my, okay. I, Philly, maybe, but I don't think the Raptors want to trade with Philly. I feel like there's Obviously a rivalry not, there. Obviously Yeah, so, okay. And I, they wouldn't want to trade with... I didn't I didn't think that. I literally just looked at teams that, like... Okay, and the, I don't think Boston's got room for them. They don't. <sighs> they don't. They, nope. It's not happening. Nope. Too many, too many guards already. Brooklyn? Nope. Freddie's not going to want to go there. Bunch of egos. Nope. He doesn't want to go there. Don't play defense Milwaukee? Either. Nope. They, no. They don't need him. That's why I'm thinking... I think I like... The Cavs don't need him. Really? They I like Donovan the Cavs. Mitchell, Darius Garland, or dogs. But I think, He's a bench player. But, but I still think... I still think he would compliment. Levert, like I still think he compliments the team. Well, he does, but he's not going to go there. They like they don't need another guard. I mean, he likes Kyle Lowry. Do you think he goes to Miami? Well, I mean, you could argue, but then think about but it. But the other problem is too, like Freddie's been dealing with injuries this season he, too, right? So like, and, and but also think about the Heat though. They have like Gabe Vincent who played Tyler Max Hero. Strauss, Max or Tyler Heroes was absolute dog. Like not including it's Kyle weird. Lowry. I, it's weird. Like I don't know. Like it could. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. That's all it is. But and then, uh, like, honestly, Al, the only team I could think of that, like, now looking at the their, their uh, the standings, who genuinely we could be like a team where, like, you know what, we want a guy like Freddie, Dallas. Ooh, the Mavs would be good. Like the Mavs are a team that need another that piece that can score, Dude, another piece him, that can play defense. And, him, him Luka, Doncic, damn. Because you don't even need to play Luka point guard. You can play him a shooting guard and let Freddie handle the ball. And, and Freddie can also like take away the heat. From that's what I mean. He's another shooter. Doncic, in the sense, well, like first of all, Doncic has been unbelievable. Well, yeah, but great think first it, half of the year. But think about if Vanley goes there and then can get a little bit of that shooting stroke back and shoot a little bit better, even if it's fifty and forty, if it's like forty-five and maybe thirty-eight, thirty-seven from three, that takes so much heat off of Doncic. Now that you have another guy who you genuinely can trust that can score as well as Chris Wood, like that could be a, a, a quotation marks big three, Al, if you will. That could actually do some damage in the playoffs. That would be interesting. Like that's the only team I've seen that like I generally look at like you know what like I feel like Dallas would have the the money the pieces and Cuban who's a guy who their owner Mark Cuban who loves to make moves like that wants to be a better team like maybe it'd be interesting it it would be I mean I'm I yeah even though Raptors fans I know for a fact would not want to trade Fred VanVleet I don't think I'm sorry but like I just don't think they would if you want your team to succeed like I, honestly if I were to hear this now. Like, or if the Kawhi deal doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but the Raptors still win a championship, like, with DeMar and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd still be like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? No way they're trading Van Vliet. But ever since the Kawhi trade, I'm I'm open-minded to anything. Like, if there's a good suitor and there's a good offer, a good return, yeah, pff, see you later. 
Like as much as we hate it, like sports is still a business at the end of the day. Yeah, it. it the sad you reality fill, is, you gotta fill it's the always seats. a business. Yeah, right. It's always so, a business. like, yeah. I mean, I think the Raptors. I think the Raptors got to figure out now who they want to build around. Who? <laughs> What's their identity? Exactly. Yeah, what their identity is, and if they're gonna sell at the end of the year, well, start losing, or keep losing rather. Because let's be honest, they, yeah, they're not. See, I don't even think a rebuild is necessary. Uh, no, no, not a rebuild, like a tweak, a retool, like retool, like I, like I said, because uh, I don't Siakam like... Barnes, OG, OG, Trent and Jr. then Trent Jr. I think I forgot him the first time around, but those are the guys I keep. Everybody else, I'm listening to everything. Because, like, honestly, I think the biggest problem right now with the Raptors is their drafting has not been particularly But that's good. what they also said, too, right? I Well, I say they. Like, I forget what the source was. Um, I think it might have been ESPN. But mm-hmm. uh, at the trade deadline, the Raptors are setting the market. Yeah. everyone They're the domino. Like, they're the main piece. Like, as soon as that piece of the puzzle falls, it'll determine how other teams... Dictate. Yeah, make decisions. ...work around the league, right? So that's interesting, too. Like, the Raptors hold a big... You know, a big power chip, I guess you could say. Well, yeah, because they're that middling team that's like, are they going to buy and try to get better, or are they going to sell and try to get worse? And then other teams are going to try to stay mediocre. Yeah, Yeah. because unlikely they stay. I I predict they're going to make a decision. They sell. See, I either think they stay pat or they might buy, because I think Masai likes what he's got, and I think Masai might try to get better to see if he can make the Okay, so what? So you sell your bench? No, I think you sell, maybe sell some draft picks. Sell some draft picks to get, like, better starters? Try to get somebody you can trust. It's going to be a sixth man or a guy who can move one of your starters to the bench and try to, you know, finagle your way around there. But a younger guy, like Trent Jr., a younger-ish guy, right? Yeah. Or if they do sell, it'll be, like, Fred Van Vliet and maybe a draft pick for a younger guy, like a younger starting guard. Yep. That they can, well, can develop, that. like, Trent Jr., it'll right? Be, it'll be interesting. I can't, I can't wait to see how it, like, turns out. But right now, like, man, it must be tough to be a Raptors fan. Yeah, we wouldn't know. No. I mean, I mean, I like the Raptors, but I mean, I'm not full. I'm not super invested like I am with hockey and baseball. But, and yeah. and I'm a Celtics fan, so I laugh at their misery. Yeah, there you go. As, as the top, as the top dog in the East. Yeah, one thing that's uh, definitely wasn't a laughing matter. A uh, couple days ago, almost a week removed now. Uh, Demar Hamlin. Yes. Uh, good news now. The mm-hmm. news keeps getting better and better, and definitely good news. Uh, he has been reportedly released. From the Cincinnati. From the Cincinnati Hospital. University of Cincinnati. University of Cincinnati. And is now back home in Buffalo. And yeah, he's he's out. He's doing well. He's going to continue to rest and recover. But thank goodness for that because, man, as, I don't know about you, Spencer, but like my initial reaction when I saw that, it was like, man, this turned from a sporting event to a news event real quick. Yeah, it, it took a turn for the worst as like everything happened. And you got to, you know... People who don't know what we're talking about, I'll just give you a quick summary. So on Monday Night Football, Bengals versus Bills, a big game, two top AFC teams battling for first to get the bye in the wild card game. They're playing in Cincinnati. DeMar Hamlin down 7-3 in the first quarter, plays a tackle on T. Higgins. As he places the tackle, he gets a shoulder to the chest. And in that moment, it's a we, we talked about this, like perfect second, perfect like perfect spot with the shoulder to the chest, perfect timing in his heartbeat, and his heart stopped. He had cardiac arrest, and they had to, they had to uh, perform CPR on him for over nine minutes on the field. They ended up getting him out, getting him to Cincinnati Hospital. He regained consciousness a couple of days ago. He, as we just mentioned right now, got released from the hospital today, earlier today. And here's a quote from the article. 
DeMar walked his first lap around the hospital on Friday, and he is on a normal to accelerated trajectory. We continue to be ecstatic about his recovery. So that is very promising from everything we hear. It sounds like he'll be able to live a normal life, even though he had CPR done on him for nine minutes, which would normally point to, or at least you would think would normally point to, some sort of cognitive deficit, if not some physical deficits. Yeah. Which so far has not been the case and hope to not continue the case. It's crazy. And you want to mention the charity as well. Yes. He had a toy drive in Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania, because he, from Pennsylvania, went to the University of Pittsburgh, went to Pitt. And he had a toy drive. It was at a couple thousand dollars. He only wanted a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, he wanted like five grand or whatever. And now uh, it's almost 10 million. Yeah, almost at 10 million. And the crazy part is, like, as this situation was unfolding, like, I remember checking, like, a few hours after the incident happened, it had gone up to three million. Yeah. Then the next day, it's like, oh, we're at six million. And now the last time I checked was eight million. So I, it's got to be close to 10 million. But, like, it's crazy how it sucks, too, because, like, it's unfortunate that a bad situation or something bad had to happen in order for something good mm-hmm. to happen. But I mean, that's how that's how the good and bad works, right? Like yeah. to have bad, there's got to be some good, and to have some good, there's got to be some bad, right? Mm-hmm. That's just life. That's what it is, right? So, um, it's unreal how the football community came together, how people outside the football community came together, like even hockey players, like every sport, the whole the entire sports world backed this guy. Mm-hmm. And deservedly so much. Who's like twenty four, by the way. Yep, twenty four. Like, Second year in the NFL. Insane. Um, obviously, super happy to hear that he's been released. He's been released, and everything's good. And but, like, man, like that's crazy. Like we talked about this the first time we recorded. Man, I'm sorry. I I hate using that sentence, man. It's actually annoying me a little bit now too. I can only imagine what it's gonna feel like for you guys when you listen to this. But, um. How I thought of Rich Peverly and Jay Bomeister, mm-hmm. who played in, who are National Hockey League players, who Blues had, and da- Dallas Stars respectively. Blue, Blues and Dallas Stars, yeah, respectively, and uh, how they had a similar situation. No hit. They were both on the bench when mm-hmm. they had a cardiac event. Um, so scary stuff. Yeah, and then in in the field action, uh, Chris Pronger, we've got a puck to the chest, and that he had cardiac arrest, yep. and then Chris Erickson like, on the soccer pitch. I, we we didn't talk about this the first time around. I really like how Josh Allen made sure in his media availability, uh, to make sure to say that um, who hit uh, Demar Hamlin? T Higgins. T Higgins. We did hit slash got yeah. Him. So yeah. So T Higgins, how they you know apparently he was taking a lot of heat. Yeah, he got some death threats, I believe. Death threats and like, and I like, I really like how he made sure, like, before he ended his media availability, I think it was before the game, pregame, how he was like, "Hey, like, don't, like, leave this guy alone. Like, this was a football play. There was, you know, you could tell there was no ill intent towards uh, Hamlin. So, like, I, I really like that about uh, Josh Allen. Really classy guy, and you just shows like what kind of leader and what kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, how this was more than just football because you know this was life or death, a life or death situation, and uh, not just for Demar Hamlin. Clearly for T Higgins as well, who, uh, like you just mentioned, was receiving death threats. So, um, yeah, overall, like uh, bad situation, but a lot of good came out of it, and mm-hmm. it's super nice that. Uh, that uh, he's out of the hospital and whatnot. So, um, I think was there. Uh, well, that, that's a, oh football. Oh, geez, playoffs are coming up. 
Yep, flip flops. So right. wild, wild card games are on. I quickly want to mention that the Arizona Cardinals have now cleaned house. They lost their GM Steve Kime to health related reasons. He stepped away from the GM role. He has now been demoted. If he does come back from his health related, uh, whatever his illness is or whatever his ailments are, he'll be in a lesser role. Um, their head coach Cliff Kingsbury just got fired today. They both were extended ten months ago to extensions that Pat put them to the twenty twenty seven season or through the twenty twenty seven season going yep. into the twenty twenty eight off season. Now they're both can well basically both canned. So now Arizona is looking for a new GM and a new head coach going into this season. Makes sense. Cliff Kingsbury's a bad coach, and Steve Kimes not a great GM. So uh, good for them. Hopefully Arizona finds somebody good, even though they're, they're in the Niners division. So I hope they suck still. Hope they suck. <laughs> In all fairness. And uh, so wild card uh, starts uh, this Saturday, so January 14th. Um, your 49ers, San Francisco, yep. taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And as I said, 14 points, two-score game, Niners are going to crush them. Spencer's got Not money close. Spencer's got money on this, on this I, wild card, I, so I he's got bet, a parlay going. Yeah, I bet a parlay of all six games because the only two teams that get a buy now are the top seeds. There's two versus seven, three versus six, and four versus five. And you said there's only one team you picked the under on? Yep. Yeah. I picked I picked the favorite in every single game except for one. Except for one, can you guys guess? I already I already forgot the answer actually. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, never mind. No, I figured it out. Yeah, of course you did. I figured it out. It's the obvious one. Yeah, it's the obvious. It's the one. glaring one. Yeah, if um, you will. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I like Jacksonville. Uh, the other Saturday game, the night Saturday game is Jacksonville versus the LA Chargers. Yeah. I went back and forth on that one, but the char- the Jacksonville's won five in a row. I like Trevor Lawrence. I think they got, like, I know, like, some people, like, I know one person for sure would say, momentum in sports is not a thing. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It totally is. All right? It shifts. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with the ride, like, ride with the hot team, man. Like, Jacksonville, See, baby. I love Jacksonville. I, I love Trevor Lawrence. I love the running back, Travis Etienne. I, like some I just of the like his receivers. story right now. Like, he was ass in his first season in the NFL. Well, that's because of Urban Meyer being a bum head NFL head coach. <laughs> He's just a bum awful human being anyway there you go but no i like jacksonville i love i really like doug peterson i love trevor lawrence as i said but i i think the chargers have a better team so my chargers yeah uh, and and i i bet the chargers i think chargers win and you look at jacksonville who they won in those five games tennessee twice they suck um they beat the houston texans they suck they well i think they beat i they weren't say, what he's trying to say is that the last five they beat a bunch teams of bum they played, teams. They, yeah, they weren't competitive. They beat the cowgirls. Teams. They suck. <laughs> they, beat, they beat the lo- they lost the Lions. That was their last you loss. Make was me the Lions, laugh, man, with the teams. You, the yeah, but no, they, they lost the they they beat the the bottoming out Jets. They beat the cowgirls. They beat the Cowboys. Who suck? You they remind me of like twice. Shaquille O'Neal when you say cowgirls when he said the Sacramento Queens. Yeah, that, that's well, hilarious. They suck. <laughs> that that was just the Dallas is the London Knights of the NFL. Right, NHL. Right, no one likes them. We're not going. No one likes going that. By the way, the London Knights play in the OHL. Just saying. You said NHL. Well, I meant. NFL, but anyway, I, I meant I'm to say. I'm so confused now, but anyways, all right. The OHL team for the Knights. All right, yeah. Dolphins Ooh. and Bills. I got Bills, but like Obviously. I said, the first go at it. I think the Bills have a chance to upset, even though they might not have Tua. You mean Dolphins might upset? What did Tua. I say? You said you said Bills might upset. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tired, man. Like we've been here for a while. Hot uh, minute. Hot uh, minute. Hot minute. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I I still think the Dolphins have a chance to upset, no, even they though they're without Tua. They no. might be without Tua. Without Tua with his concussions, they don't got to hope. Fair enough. I I don't. I still think the Bills they should. Need, they need a lot. I still think the Bills should and will win. But I'm just saying, if they upset, if win, the yeah. Dolphins upset the Bills, I'm gonna kind of be like, eh, I'm not surprised. But um, the one that's intriguing, I think this is the one you were talking about. Uh, yep. Giants and the Vikings. So this is on Sunday. And Bills and Dolphins on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And Vikings and Giants is on Sunday. Yeah. That, as well. That's the that's the afternoon game. There's, then there's a night game. There's three games. This on is sa- the Sunday, one. Two games on Saturday. One game on Sunday. This is the one when you went on the under. 
No, this no? Is, no, this is the one where I, this is where I picked the favorite, but I, I openly admitted that these are two fraud teams, and they both suck, <laughs> and whoever wins this game is going to get bounced in the next round, guaranteed. The Vikings have been mediocre all year. They just play in a bad division just with the Packers. With yeah, like they just they play in a bad division and got some pretty lucky wins. I'm not a fan of the Vikings. I just don't like them. I think they're a fraud team, and I think the Giants are worse. I think they're even bigger fraud, which is why I picked the Vikings to beat them. They're up. They're a plus three right now, or minus three right now, are the Vikings <laughs> over the Giants. I think the Giants are a bigger fraud playing in the NFC least. I think their division's garbage. Cowboys <laughs> suck. The commies suck. And the Eagles, I think, are frauds, too. So you don't think I, they're I legit. Th- I, I think every single NFC East, I should call the NFC least, I think every single one of those teams are not making it out of the out of the divisional. I think do they're we, all up by the divisional. Do we? Guaranteed. Do we even bother talking about the Bengals and Ravens? Well, I the Bengals right now are minus six and a half. I think the Bengals probably win by, by two scores, even if Lamar plays, because Lamar right now is questionable for I'd that like game. to see them go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they do. I think the Chiefs beat them this year. I think the Bills beat them this year if they play. I don't know who they'll match up with when they get to the conference final. Do you divisional. think the Bills are a Super Bowl team? I think they're close. Like, I think... I don't think so, man. I think the AFC's got three Super Bowl teams. I think their window closed. I th- I think after... Oh, geez. Well, not closed, like, completely. My headset fell off. I had to scratch my ear. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, you think the Bills' window's closed? I don't think it's closed, like, completely. I just think the better chance... The best chance they had was that Kansas City overtime game. Yeah, and then I'll still hear Bills fans. We lost by a coin toss. No, you didn't play defense. Period. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, no, that's that. that yeah, I don't want to like, oh, like, about it. Yeah, let's blame the rules for it. The rules are the rules, man. You like, know what it is. I I honestly agree with you. Like, play defense. Like, you know, hello. You know how aggravated I was when I came back to school the next day and I heard Bills fans saying we lost. We lost to a coin toss. No, I you do- didn't. No, you didn't. You, you played the game to overtime. You got to overtime. The coin flip got went in favor of the Chiefs. They received the ball. Not, not, not the ref's fault that you can't play defense and couldn't get one stop. See, that's okay. The, that's you couldn't thing. get one stop. That's your fault. Get a stop. Play defense. Period. I don't care. I don't want both teams to get the ball now. Yeah. Because what's the difference in the the uh, the Chiefs scoring a touchdown and winning? Then you them scoring a touchdown. You score a touchdown. They score a field goal or a touchdown. And they win. What's the difference? Well, you got you got the ball. You that's, got you feel a little better about yourself. What's that's, the difference? That's the thing too. Like I realize, like hockey, like both teams will get possession, like because it's a je- there's no like no they won't not necessarily. Tech, well, I mean, okay, like, like not necessarily I've out. seen a lot of teams try to play the keep away game and it never works out. Well, not normally, not never, but like it bites them. In not the butt. normally, yeah. Yeah, it'll usually bite them in the butt, especially in three on three. Yeah, the one I can think of the most is when the Sabers were playing the Leafs the one time in Buffalo, and the Sabers basically tried to keep play keep away and like fans were getting pissed off, like because it was basically like Leaf. It was almost a home game for Toronto, even though they were yeah. in Buffalo. But it's close enough. Yeah, it was close enough, and. I just remember the Sabres. I'm like, really? You're going to play keep away? Like, at least do something with it. Anyways, and then Matthews gets the puck with, like, less than 10 seconds to go and just nips one. Yeah. Like, top shoulder. Like, it was a snipe. Like, I was like, that's what you get. But anyways, so my point to this was, like, technically you get puck possession on both sides. Mm. Where I was kind of surprised. Like, I'm not a football guy. I got to watch a lot of football. But I was surprised to find out that, like, oh, first touchdown wins. First, but, like, point of no. that's that's it. No, it's not. It's a touchdown. If you score, if you score a touchdown on the first possession, at least this was the old rule before they changed it this year because Bills fans cried too much because they're girly well, men no, that, don't understand. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like, if you want, if you got possession of the ball first and you got a touchdown, that was game. Yeah, if you right if, if now they, it's different. But if you kicked a field goal, the other team got possession. If they score a touchdown, right, but that's what I mean. They a touchdown is an automatic win. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was surprised. Like, I do think like. That was messed up, and I couldn't believe that for the longest time that was a rule. I'm like, man, like, football's not the kind of game where you can just get possession, like, you go back and forth. Like, it can be, but you'd have to have really bad quarterbacks and a lot of pick sixes. But, you know, so 
I think that's why, like, I do think, I don't think their window is closed, but, like, I do think if it goes down to Buffalo and Kansas. Kansas City again. I think Kansas City wins it. Probably. I think they're just better. But that's what I mean, though. Like, those three teams, Bengals, Bills, came in Bills Chiefs, those three teams right there, any given Sunday can beat the other. Cause and I, kept, I believe that. And any I, given Sunday. Right. But I kept hearing, too, at the beginning of the year, like, oh, Buffalo's a lock. But then I, they lost. There's some games they lost. I'm like, man. They just didn't look good in certain games. No, like they were inconsistent. That's what, I, that's what I mean. Like, they're not consistent, whereas you look at teams like the Chiefs. I think, honestly, this was the most parable NFL season we've had in a while. Where, like, every, as much as the football was bad, because some teams like the Bills had bad weeks and the Chiefs had bad weeks, that's what I mean, though, is every single team that's even good has yeah. had weeks where you're like, that team looked like garbage. Like that, that was a beatable Bills team. That was a beatable Chiefs team. That was a beatable Eagles team. That was a beatable Niners team. Right? Those are the top two seeds on both sides. I NFC mean, look at NFC. the – was it the Vikings against the Colts? Yeah. Yeah. They, they were down 33 at half and make the bring back the largest comeback ever, ever in, NFL, in history. NFL history. 33 points. And they won the football game. And that's what I mean by bo- – both those teams were frauds. The Colts sucked. The Colts were awful. <laughs> yeah. And before I yell about Jeff Saturday again because he's an absolute pug and I should never have gotten the job in, in Indianapolis and can't wait for him to go back to the ESPN booth because he's an absolute moron and should have never for, been hired I, I forgot as a head coach. Oh my goodness. This is the outrage moment. This was the outrage moment the first time around. And too. it's going to be because, oh my God, Jeff Saturday should have never been hired by the Indianapolis Colts. He's an absolute just useless coach. Oh, and he should never go. been given the head coaching position with the Indianapolis Colts as the only coaching experience he had before this, the only coaching experience he's had before the NFL was high school. Spencer. Yeah, t- so aggravating. T- t- I t- hate it. Take a breather, man. You're you're about you, to like you know explode. How, you know how aggravating it is as a guy who loved to coach one day. Which you should see like Spencer's be... face right now. If I had to describe it, like it's like it's like shaking. Like it's because crazy. Al, as a guy who'd love to be a coach one day, as a guy I would love to coach for football at at an offensive assistant, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator. Spencer head coach. Spencer knows the game. Okay, like if I would I, love if, if I have to talk to someone about football about anything. Spencer's my go-to guy. Okay, like this guy just knows the game inside and out. Like I would love to coach. Watching a guy like Jeff Saturday who is on ESPN as a panelist. He went from ESPN to on the sideline for the for the Colts in one week. Are you kidding me? You couldn't have found somebody in the building. Like if you want to hire outside the building, that's fine. You couldn't have an in-house. And I your DC, OC, <laughs> off, you know, offensive assistant, God forbid, special teams coordinator, oh, geez, anybody <laughs> but a guy on an ESPN panel. Oh my goodness, what are you doing? This is fun Ursa. to watch. I love this. Oh my God, it's so it. aggravating to me. Sports. Because he doesn't deserve to be there. And then he lets up the greatest comeback in NFL history, the largest comeback ever in NFL history at 33 points to a frauded Vikings team. That I was laughing at while they were losing down 33, might I add, to that Colts team. Goes through three quarterbacks in Indianapolis in six weeks of being the head coach. Will not be retained because he sucked. And they're going to get a real guy to fix the problems. Like, you know, and I'm sorry. Just because he was a leader because he played center for the team for a decade. No. He's not qualified. Was never qualified. Is not qualified. Will never be a coach again because he's not qualified. He should not be there. Offensive line coach? He could sell me. Head coach? Are you out of your mind? Are you high? Suckled too much Gondor for the show? Are you Snoop Dogg? <laughs> like, I'm... It's so aggravating because it's like, I would have rather no, hired. You don't, you don't say... Uh, hey, wait. Uh, hold on. I got, I, got, I got a question here. Like, we're going to reset this. Right? Okay. Ready? Spencer, Spencer, are you okay? I'm great. Are you good now? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm sure? No, Dude, people... you're scaring the shit pe- out of me. People call me, people call me angry. No, no. It's just, like, I'm not the, angry. Just, I just get aggravated when things don't make sense. You're just, when things you're, aren't linear. You're just a passionate little fella. I love sports. I, lo- I love the idea sports. of sports. I love sports. 
Yeah. Sport is my is my thing. I love sport. Oh. All sport. So when people make it worse for no other reason than ignorance, it's very aggravating to me. Amen because to that. you cannot tell me Jeff Saturday was the most qualified, the most integral, was the best candidate to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts after they fired Frank Reich. Well, I don't think they should have fired him in the first place. But if you're going to fire Reich, at least go after someone. Find like, somebody who's actually a head coach. Like it's like it's OC, like, DC in the building. I don't care. But no, you should not be hiring a guy literally on ESPN on TV. It's kind of like uh, you know a relationship. You know, you when you break up with somebody, most of the time you're looking for an upgrade, not a downgrade. You, and in this yeah, case, don't don't ask out the first guy you see walking out of his house. Okay. Sure. Yeah. The, I mean. Don't ask the homeless guy on the corner don't, begging for change. You don't don't settle either. But like, <laughs> you should see the look on Spencer's face right I'm now. I'm like freaking hilarious. Uh, it's so aggravating because I don't understand the thought process. And it's people like, well, he's playing for a job. He's never coached before. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He literally made some guy. I I think he was just one of the offensive assistants. Wasn't the OC, wasn't the DC, like wasn't a quarterback's coach. He was just like an assistant. Was like a low minor assistant. Offensive play caller. Huh? I mean like, there's a lot of what? there's there's a lot of things in sports we cannot explain and that is And Jeff Saturday being a head coach for any more any more time than about 35 seconds is disgusting and should never been allowed. Period by anyone especially the Colts organization, and they should be ashamed of themselves for canning the year. Like, talk about trying not to tank. That was blatant tanking. Like, there's no other reason to hire Jeff Saturday other than saying, we're tanking. We're done. We've given up on the year. We're done. There we go. What a joke. Absolute joke. We're d- I, think, I think we are done now, too. Like that Can I was- talk with the OHL? No. No, you're done? I, that okay. con- I thought that conversation we had the first time around was like one of those where like, you could have had that behind, like, yeah, turned off fair. microphones. But, uh Man, this was uh, an eventful, very eventful episode. Uh, this was part two. I actually got hotter this time than I did the last. You one, did. I? You okay. got, dude. You went off, man. Like I actually was like, like dude. Like, but I, I was like thinking it, about the soundboard the entire time. I was like, man, the levels must be super I'll, hot. I'll, right I'll now. drop it. That's I, fine. I, I know. We will be good. But, but like, you know, hey, less f bombs too this time. Thank God. That's another thing. Like, holy jeez, can I tell you something? Holy. Did I ever swear a lot in the last episode? Thanks, I just, Al. Just I added, 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 <laughs> added, 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 for you. Make make my poor job on <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. on uh, auditioning gonna be even longer. Oh, but man. no, like it. Uh, just to reiterate my point one more time, it is beyond mind-boggling yes, to we, me. We when got that. Owners and GMs and p- decision makers in sports make boneheaded decisions that yep. everybody but, can see is wrong. I mean, if you think about it, that's probably some one of the things like that. I mean, that's something to talk about, right? Like, other than just the game itself and, like, it's a talking point, right? Like, it's a thing. You need that in sports or else, you know, what else do you got, right? But, like, Stone hire guys are not qualified. I know. I don't even care if they're underqualified. I know. But if they're not qualified, then what's your excuse? We're not opening that can. What's, that can is closed now, What's your excuse? Now, what's your right? excuse? This, this, anyways, this, <laughs> this was actually, at first I was, like, pretty bored. Like, in the sense of, like, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot because, like, we had literally, like, stopped we, recording. Two hours, yeah. We've done two hours. We did two hours, then we stopped recording, and then we find out we have to re-record again. So, like, this is episode six, part – or, sorry, v not two. part two, take two. Yeah, V2. Basically. Um, and I like it. I like the way it went. Uh, hopefully, you listening to it liked it. Um, I'm glad we kind of redid it, though, because I think we did save ourselves – or you guys um, – 
you know, some time and we got to it a little bit quicker and in a more timely fashion. I think this has been under an hour. Oh, no. about, about an hour and about an probably. hour, something like that. But anyways, um, thank you for tuning in to The Outrage. Uh, we're gonna try to make it more consistent. We're trying to. We're aiming for like every Monday if we can. We're gonna we, do next Sunday. Can't do Mondays. Yeah, we're gonna try January fifteenth as the next one. If that doesn't work out well, like you have, if you haven't figured it out yet, we were on like a two month hiatus. Hiatus. We had stuff to do. We had <laughs> to do. We got her done. I had a pretty good fir- uh, third semester. I don't know about you. Did you have, yeah, that was not bad. It was good. I, I I'm happy with the marks I got. It was pretty fun. But it's, it's gonna be better than my fourth semester, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. God help me. But uh, anyways, we're going to try to be more consistent with it. January 15th should be when the next episode comes out. But uh, I'm I'll go as far as say will be. What's that? I- I'll go as far as to say will be yeah. on January 15th, okay. on Sunday. Next right. Sunday. That's pretty confident. We'll see what happens because uh, a lot can change in the next six days. But anyways, uh, I'm Annie, Kevin, Big Al, AQ, Al, whatever the heck you want to call me. He's Spencer Byers. This was The Outrage. Talk to you later.